0: is defeated amen and we celebrate Easter today and we celebrate a risen Lord and really the resurrection what we celebrate on a day like this that resurrection that Jesus accomplished that God brought Jesus from the dead is central To everything that we believe. It is something we really celebrate every Sunday. It's why we no longer worship on Saturday and we worship on Sunday. To to represent and understand that the resurrection is what brought us here. It's at, at the core of who we are. It's the resurrection of Jesus that is central to everything that we believe. Christianity is... Hinged upon this one event, this one day in history Where, where a, a man, a historical man, undeniably historical man Jesus was a rabbi, a teacher he, he walked on this earth, he lived on this earth And people followed him People that you wouldn't expect they weren't the religious elite. They, they, they actually didn't even graduate into the upper level of Torah school. They had to leave because they didn't fulfill or match up or lead up to any other rabbi's expectations. And Jesus comes on the scene, establishes himself, and says, I'm calling you, and I'm calling you, and I'm calling you. And this group of guys and uh, disciples and others that followed along followed him for three years. thinking that he was going to be the the new king. He was going to establish a new kingdom here on earth. They were going to be able to be uh, on his right and on his left and serve in this kingdom with him. And all of a sudden, it all went south. All of a sudden, Jesus was arrested. And they scattered everyone to their own way. And all of a sudden, Jesus was dead. It wasn't what they expected. It wasn't what they had hoped for. It wasn't what they thought, and you would imagine that the movement would have ended in that moment, that everyone just would have scattered and gone to their own life, and they tried to do that, but something happened three days later. One who was dead in a grave, one who they saw hanging on the cross, beaten, bloodied, one who had his uh, side pierced and blood and water flowed out, signifying that he was dead. One proved dead, laid and buried in a tomb. Rose from the dead. And it changed everything. It changed their entire life. Something happened these people who had followed him ended up, what Acts chapter 14 says, ended up turning the world upside down. These, these Galileans, these uneducated Galileans spoke, power happened, and people's lives were changed. And it went from, from Jerusalem out, it hit continents, it moved Throughout the known world at the time, and the gospel spread, and Jesus' message spread, you would think if Jesus only died, it would have just all been for naught. It would have just ended, but Jesus rose again. Why did these ragtag group of people end up changing the world because the resurrection and the resurrected Lord, the risen Savior, changed them. He died but he didn't stay dead. Now maybe you're in this room and Someone invited you, and maybe you're skeptical. Maybe this thing uh, of Christianity uh, it, it, you would like to dismiss. This idea of following this ancient man, this ancient religion just seems silly to you. Maybe that's no one in here, but maybe someone watching online in this moment, you're thinking that. But I would say you have to do something with the claims of a resurrected Savior. You have to do something with the risen Jesus, the risen figurehead of this movement. You have to wrestle with that, at least. Today we're going to be in 1 Corinthians, and you can go ahead and turn there, chapter 15. And we come many years later to a man named Paul. And what you have to understand about Paul is his background. You have to understand that he was a Jew of the Jews. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He followed God to the end of the law. Everything he did was about that. And when Jesus and his followers came on the scenes, he hated it. He didn't like it. In fact, he was leading the charge against Christianity. He was leading the charge against these followers of the way. He was leading the charge against these disciples and all these people that were their lives were changing so much so that he would go into their very homes and have people go into their homes, drag them out and take them to jail, or even have them killed. This Paul that we see many, many, many years later at one time stood where someone named Stephen, he stood holding the coats of the men that were pummeling him with rocks because he followed Jesus, believed in Jesus. That's who is writing this passage here. What happened in Paul's life? The change from where he was to who he became. He encountered the risen Savior. And I hope in this moment, for just a few moments, three simple points. I pray today you will encounter him too. Look at the first point here, 1 Corinthians 15, 1-8, we see this point. A risen Jesus was seen. A risen Jesus was witnessed by many, many, many people. Look at what it says. Paul writes, now I want to make clear for you, brothers and sisters, the gospel I preach to you, which you have received, on which you've taken your stand, and by which you are being saved. If you hold to the message, I preach to you Unless you believed in vain. For, and this he's telling what the message is. For I passed on to you as most important what I also received. That Christ died for our sins according to the scripture. That he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And that he appeared to Cephas, which is Peter, and then to the twelve... Then he appeared to over 500 brothers and sisters at one time. Most of them are still alive, but some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James and then to the apostles, and he says in verse 8, Last of all, as to one born at the wrong time, he also appeared to me. You see, people encountered Jesus, after he had died, been buried, and left for dead, and on the third day rose. People had seen his scars in his hands. People had witnessed Jesus in flesh and blood walking around with them. The disciples on the beach had fish and uh, and bread with him for breakfast one morning. Jesus encountered people along the road to Emmaus, and Jesus appeared before over 500 people. What Paul is reminding them, what Paul is helping them to see, is that this Jesus, this risen Jesus is real. He is alive and he is not dead any longer and I have seen him. And what I want to ask you today is, have you encountered, have you seen Jesus, this risen Lord, who wants you to know him, to feel his presence, to know he is real and alive and available to you, to you? You can know him. You can know his resurrection power. You can be changed by Jesus today. You can Know him and see him. Not only did they see Jesus, but they were changed by him. Every single one of them. They should have gone to their own lives. They should have gone back to whatever they were doing before and just lived their lives out with no hope. But guess what? They did it. And these Galileans and people called them. It's like they said, who are these dumb Galileans that are speaking to us in a different language. How are, they're uneducated. How are they doing this? These people who would have, it seemed crazy, ended up taking this message, this gospel message, this message of Jesus alive, his death, burial, and resurrection. They took it literally into the, the known world at the time. Paul is writing this letter to a group of people that never should have known this gospel message, never should have encountered this risen Savior, but they had because it was true and it was real and it it rearranged their whole lives. The second thing we see is we see a risen Savior gives us hope. 1 Corinthians 15, beginning in verse 12. Now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say... There is no resurrection of the dead. There are a group of people trying to uh, espouse this thought that we're, there's nothing left for us. We're just going to die, and that's it. We won't be raised one, uh, when one day comes. And Paul's like, how can you believe that? And that's what he's talking about here. He says, there is no, uh, if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ had not been raised in our pr- proclamation is in vain and your faith is in vain. Moreover, we are found to be false witnesses about God because we have testified wrongly about God that he raised up Christ whom he did not raise up. In fact, the dead are not raised. So he's saying if you don't believe that you can be raised, then Jesus couldn't even be raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless and you are still In your sins. That's hopeless, isn't it? Those then who have fallen asleep in Christ have also perished. It just gets worse. If we've put our hope in Christ for this life only, we should be pitied more than anyone. Paul is saying, If you don't believe in the resurrection of Jesus, what are you even doing? Why would you why would we even be here in this moment? If you don't believe in the resurrection that you and I can be raised, can be given life, then how can you even believe that Jesus was raised? You can't. But what we see is that we don't believe that because we believe Christ is raised, because we believe Jesus is alive, then we have hope, we have forgiveness of sins, we have uh, a hope of uh, not just this life to be enhanced, but the life to come for you and I to be raised and be with Christ one day, face to face. We have hope in this world and beyond it. Every day over the past year and three weeks since the world shut down it seemed at every turn again and again to be hopeless and if all we were looking for is for this world to satisfy us and bring us the things that we need and not be happy and hopeful in Christ for this life and the life to come then our life would be in vain but because Christ is raised because Christ is alive you and I can experience life today. And we have hope that our sins can be forgiven and that we can be made alive in Christ. And we will rise in Christ in the end. So a risen Jesus was seen. A risen Savior gives us hope and the last thing that we see is a risen person, you and me, person is alive. And what we realize is that we, when we encounter this Christ, he not only uh, just, get, you know, something to believe in, something to hope in, but he makes us alive. Look at what Paul said in verse 20. But as it is, Christ has been raised from the dead. The first fruits of those who have fallen asleep, for since death came through a man, speaking of Adam, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man, speaking of Jesus. For just as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all will be made alive. And so we understand and believe that the risen Savior who gives us hope, it gives us life. And that when you and I trust in Him, we are made alive. Jason will also often say that God didn't just come to make bad people good. He, made, he came to make dead people alive. And apart from Christ, we are dead in our trespasses and sin, is what the Bible says. But that in Christ, we are made alive. We we are given life. The resurrection is breathed into us today. Now, as the Scripture says, we can have life and have it to the full, have it abundantly now in Christ. Why? Because of His resurrection. Because He is alive and because His Spirit lives inside of us. And this should change us. This should rearrange our lives, and we should no longer walk in the death that we once walked in, but we should walk in the life we have in Jesus. The resurrection is everything to Christianity, but it ought to be everything me and it ought to be everything to you my prayer is in this moment that if it already isn't everything for your life that you haven't trusted Christ that in this moment the Lord would encounter you in a, in an amazing way and that he would convict you and convince you that you need to trust in him for forgiveness of sin and for salvation. And if that's you today, if you'd like to trust Jesus, you can do that. I'd, I'd love to walk with you. I'd love to share with you how to do that. If you're online and you'd like to know, you can text the word ALIVE to four two three four five five nine four five eight, and 9458 we'll, and that'll come directly to me. I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll help you digitally. We'll help you virtually. But if every single one of us walks out of this room... Unaffected by Jesus and his resurrection. What are we even doing? As Paul said, is our, if we don't live our life as the resurrection is true, then we're to be pitied among men and among, among people. The resurrection should change us. Yes, once and for all. I'm not, I'm not trying. If you trust Christ... You've known Jesus. I I was saved at the age of six. And I I believe that. God spoke resurrection life into my life in that moment. And the Holy Spirit came and dwelled me in that moment. And, And I've grown in that relationship. But if that's all I was banking on, there's more. He can change your life day by day by day. And I pray that we would trust in that. The resurrection power for believers every day, day by day, that we would walk in that and walk with him in his life. So however God is moving in your heart, however the Lord is leading you in this moment, we want to give a time of of song, a time of worship, a time of response. That's what this is right now. I'm going to pray in just a moment. Our praise team is going to come. We're going to sing another song. And my prayer is that whatever God is leading you to do in this moment, that you would have ears to hear and you would hear him and listen to him and follow his leading in your life. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. Thank you that you are alive. And God, you are alive in me. And God, I pray that you would help me to trust in that, to walk in that, to live in that, that your life would fill me up, that your resurrection power would ignite me and change me and use me to make a difference in the hearts and lives of so many others. I pray that you would move. God, as your Holy Spirit came 50 days in Pentecost, God, as your Holy Spirit was a mighty rushing wave across Your your believers, I pray, God, that you would move in this place, in this moment. That we would realize we must come to you, Lord, broken, wounded, in need, trusting in Christ. Move in our midst in this moment, Jesus. We pray this in your name. Amen. Would you stand? And as you stand, would you respond to our Lord?